Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We'd love to interact with all you guys. HHN at Home, Volume 2. Man, it seems like we were just doing that last one back know, in September. It's so cool that we're actually getting, well. <laughs> we pushed our way into the first one, and we got invited to the second one. Yeah, I mean, it's scary <laughs> that it's already June, but at the same time, it's awesome that we finally get to, like, talk about Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, like, yeah. actually going to happen. Yes, we are there. Well, HHN at home, we are kicking this thing off, 9.30 a.m., bright and early. I hope you guys enjoy this day. We got a lot of cool stuff throughout the whole day. There's plenty of pages podcasts youtube videos giveaways contests quiplash at the end of the night with our boys over at hhn 365 there's a lot of stuff so stay tuned throughout the day be up to date and just indulge indulge in all this horror nights mania yeah i want to definitely thank hhn nightmares for letting us be a part of this awesome event again super super thankful to you guys because this is great for us to just get you know our voices out to the uh, community and hope everybody enjoys the episode. Yeah, kudos to everyone that's putting this together because it's definitely not easy. We've we've done episodes with only two or three or four podcasts, and we know from our end that's it's always you know trying to get everything it's together kind of crazy and to stuff coordinate. like that. Even just coordinating between the two of us, we're like, uh, what are we doing? You know, let's do this, and then we just get sidetracked. So being able to coordinate all of this stuff, kudos to you guys. Thank you very much for having us. This is an amazing event. So before we get into what we are actually going to talk about, we have our little contest that's going to be going on right now, starting at 9.30 a.m. So in this contest, what you have to do to enter is you have to screenshot our now-published Public page. We have merch for sale finally. We got six or seven designs up, and if you act quick, they are on sale until Sunday night i believe so t-shirts are like 14 dollars. so jump over to that site grab a couple shirts it'll help us out maybe it'll buy us a couple beers at the park but the way to enter this contest what you have to do is you have to screenshot our t public page and put it either on instagram twitter or facebook and you have to tag us in it so that'll get you one entry into our contest so you can get one entry for instagram one entry for facebook and one entry for twitter So you can get three entries just by posting about us. Now, if you buy a shirt, that'll get you five entries right Right off the rip. Yeah, so you could end up with 40 entries. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you want to buy that much, by all means, please do. Because we want to see... I'm I'm very curious to see what these things will do. I love these designs. um, Not just because I helped and designed them, but (laughs) because I just think they're cool. I'm going to order some myself. Yeah, bad? keep I gotta... your eyes out on it too, just going forward, because it's going to be a bunch of new stuff that we're going to yeah. throw up there as we as we do it, and we have some awesome guest designers that are going to help us with yeah. some of the stuff. We got as a well, lot of so. a lot of cool stuff working. Uh, maybe we'll, listening. Maybe, maybe they are. 
no, some lots of cool stuff. So, like I said, to enter that contest, you got to screenshot our T Public page, put it out, tag us, or buy a shirt. That'll get you even further into that contest. And what we are giving away, we have a, we got two posters. We have a Universal, or what was it from? Oh, it's the uh, the Horror Nights '91 and the Horror Nights '92 posters that they were selling at the Tribute Store, still wrapped up. So we got those two, and then I also got a couple movies. I got Scream One, Two, and Three. Kind of like a combo pack. And then I got House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell in a three-pack. And then we have a whole bunch of Fear and Beer merch. So we got stickers, little magnets, keychains. Um, ma- uh, I said magnets. Uh, buttons. That was it. I got like a couple of goodies with our logo on it. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to pile that all so together. Be like, yo, friends, check out <laughs> yeah. this podcast I listen to. Hand them out. Hand it out. So... The first person that I pull is going to get first dibs on which poster they want and which movie set they want. And then the second person is going to get the other one. So that's how we're going to be running the contest. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll be getting a bunch of notifications. Finally, notifications that won't annoy me. I'll be happy to see those. Yeah, well, these are fun notifications. <laughs> yeah. They're not, hey, you owe us money. Yeah. Like that. But that's that. Now, let's get into... We'll do some beer. Let's get some beer. Should I, I tell I, them what I, we're talking about first, or should we go beer first? Um, that's up to you. I don't really care. I'm parched. I'm just. We need to parched? drink these before they Let's get crack too, these before things. they get too to get too warm. Let's so, crack these things. I, I, I have to say, this is has nothing to do with horror or Halloween Horror Nights or anything. It is, the theme doesn't represent the episode tonight or any or in any way, shape, or form. But oh. Nick did bring up a his a part of our past that is near and dear to both of us, mm-hmm. oh, and that yeah. is murdering the inside of our mouths with yes. warhead candies give it to me baby and he brought it up last week on the podcast in relation to the twisted taters so what i did is i finally got my hands on artisanal brewworks warheads extreme sour yes. run so i got all four flavors i brought nick a watermelon i got myself a lemon um i want to open these bad boys before they get too warm and then ruin the <laughs> ruin the flavor yeah. so uh we're gonna crack these bad boys open we're gonna try them mm. we're probably Probably gonna pucker up pretty um, good. My mouth's already watering. Um, I'm really kind of like excited and nervous at the same time. We've had artisanal before. They usually do great stuff. I've heard, I've heard things about these <laughs> about these ones. Um, good things and some, you know, not so amazing. We'll call things. it mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. But I'm pumped to try it, and I know Nick is too. So oh, let's yeah. crack these bad boys open and give them a shot. Oh, I'm so I've been I've been wanting to get oh, my, my hands God, on these smell. for a while. Mine smells like Woo! popcorn. Woo! That's really, really that smells really good. Mine just smells. Mine smells like cough syrup, but I have the watermelon one. And it's very. Dude, mine smells like legitimately like butter popcorn. <laughs> Ooh, it right? does. Right? That that reminds me of um, the Electric Pegasus from Hidden Springs Ale Works. Oh yeah, because that That's one smells super, like so that so it may have sour. that um, that same type of rice base. Yeah. That that one had. This thing is. This thing is talking. This is going to explode. So, uh, have you tried yours yet? Or are you just no, no. I just been I've been pour? slow pouring. I've been waiting for the head to go down a little bit. I want to get as much into the can have, as I can. We have this issue with sours and with farmhouses and all these different types of. They other, talk a lot. That, yeah, they have a lot of head, and I think it's partially because we we never get to them when they're like a little yeah. bit colder. But we it's always not chit-chat. a bad thing either because I think the flavor is better when it warms up just a little bit. It gets closer to room temperature. And mine is smelling less like popcorn the more I pour in the glass. But mine's just, I'm excited. The, the head on it, it has like that pink tint. And I love the color difference. Like yours is clearly like watermelon. Hazier. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it's 
And mine's almost like 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 ale. Yeah, clear. I don't. It's 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 like a very diluted red ale because it has that watermelony pink look. And I'd be curious, what are the other ones? The blue raspberry probably. So there's and the a green blue apple. raspberry, and then there's the um, is it apple? Probably I think green, it might be the, the green, green apple. I'm curious if they're blue and green. They could I would be. assume they I'm are. Assume they are. Yours is yellow. It's yellow. Mine's you know pink. It's it's watermelon. It makes sense. Ooh. All right. My yeah, it is, it's green apple, so it's yeah. blue raspberry. Oh well, no, I lied. I lied. No, I have the black cherry at home. Oh god, that's the, the green apple. That is the ultimate. Is this now? Is this now a Warhead podcast? Because it might black be. cherry is the ultimate it way might to be. go. That is two that of is my the way friends have rated this really high, so I'm very expi- excited to try this bad boy. All right, well, uh, let's, let's check let's in. Jump Cheers. in. Cheers. Oh my god, that's tasty. It is, and it's not. It's not as sour as I thought. It's very smooth. Mine dies out. Yeah, mine's not sour. Not no. really, anyways. I got that very upfront sour, like quick, and then it really just fades out, which is not what I kind of expected from this. I mean, I guess it's a collab. They stole the whole, they got the logo and, and the name and everything I call, like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's more um, IP IP theft than... Yeah. <laughs> than, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong. They may have gotten the rights to do it. Yeah. I mean, because they, they have the actual Warheads logo on the can. I would imagine you... So I would assume they had to have gotten Had permission. to tell somebody, I think, at some point. Because they actually, as far as I know, they used... Yeah, so it is... All right, so according to... So I apologize, Trisinal. I didn't I didn't actually mean to call you IP thief. You're not. Um, Get them! No. Um, they actually... They did collaborate with Impact Confections, the guys that made Warheads. That makes sense. So it makes sense. I mean, why... You, you can't use somebody's logo unless you get permission for it. So, or else you're going to be... In. Um, so they, they use the actual candies in the in the mash. You can taste that. And you can definitely taste yeah. it. Right up front, you get it. And I don't know if it's, it, if it's just from the head, because that's where the flavor of the beer is. But this thing is, it's right up front, and then it just completely dies out, which is nice. No, this is amazing. Like, I was so worried that it was going to be, like, super over-the-top Just gimmicky, like... Not even so much gimmicky. Like, I can handle gimmick. It's just, it's... Sometimes these ones tend to be, like, really sugary. Yeah, just, like, you know, smash you in the mouth. Yeah, and they said that they didn't use any lactose in these. So you can definitely tell that it's it's not creamy. It's not not super sweet over-the-top. It's... I don't think it's got a super super pucker factor to it. No, at least mine doesn't. No, um, but it's enough to be like it's this, sour. This is this is pleasant. It reminds me of the candies, and the candies were worse. The candies like made your mm-hmm. lips bleed. That's how sour they were. Oh yeah. So I don't. I'm I'm, I'm super excited. I'm in on I found this. these. So, this is kind of like a seasons like a uh, not seasons a sessions beer where it's like uh, it's not yeah, so sour I mean, that I could 5%. have. They're, I could have I mean, multiples. Yeah, they're fruited sour, so they're not like gonna be. This is a over good, the top. Like, being out in the in the heat like yeah. i can drink it's refreshing it's not right. overbearing it's not dark it's it's not over sour i can get down not on it all i mean artisanal you guys are you guys you guys are the man like the men the, the ultimate men you're the men and women like, you totally bring like the the retro 90s kids out of us because yeah. like this is totally our childhood buying like legitimately right. packs of yeah. warheads 15 a, years later i get to drink the warhead beer now finally so cool so yes, definitely find them if you if you can find these, pick them up. I I think they were limited, so it's gonna be hard to find them at this mm-hmm. point. I think I got lucky. Yeah, just um, found a couple. So I don't think they they brew these all the time. I think this is like one of those things where it's like, if you find it, buy it because you may not be able to find it again. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into what we're talking about. Yeah, so what are we doing our HHN at home episode so on? So we are going to be talking scare zones. We've not before. just scare zones. Ooh. We are going to be making a speculation map out of scare zones that we think 
Need to be houses? Need to be houses. And oh, these I'm aren't, so like, these aren't our list of, like, the best scare zones of all time. These are, like, a mix between best scare zone of all time and potential for a really cool, interesting story. And I feel like some of these could have maybe not just, like, not just, like, an amazing story, but a really divulged set just from the little pieces that we got in the scare zone, a house with that same method of scare zone built, like it could just elevate it to that much more. Yeah, I think with more. some of these, there's definitely just like that aspect of there's one little thing about it yeah. that we think we think would work really well yeah. in house form or if you, if you expand it on what the idea is. Yeah, so we'll go through these. We'll kind of read the stories that they have for each scare zone that we select. We'll let you know the year and stuff like that and the location of the house. But what I also tried to do is I tried to steer clear of some of the houses that or steer clear of some of the scare zones that have become houses, have been sequels to houses, or some that are being talked about happening for this year. You know, we've we've talked in the past how much we loved the harvest and twisted tradition, but I think that's gonna be something that's very similar to the potential wicked growth house that we're supposedly getting this year with the pumpkin lord. So we're I'm trying to nitpick it down to to scare zones that really weren't ever utilized as a house, and we'll kind of go in from there. And there also is there's a little recency biased. We definitely picked a couple more that were more of those like from twenty on. Not to say that the scare zones of HHN pass from like one to twenty or whatever you know, didn't cut it, but I feel like the elevation of scare zones in recent years has, I think it's has become so much I think more prominent. More to the scare zones than there probably were in yeah. the first ten or it so was like, years. There it was there wasn't really a big story to involve it was just like here's the chainsaw, here's your mask, your costume, go. And I think what happened too is and this is just from my own like what I, my perspective of it because again I'm I haven't I wasn't going 10 15 20 years ago so mm-hmm. I think that HN has evolved at, to a point where it may have started as something but it's kind of hit its final form it's hit its super saiyan yep. at this point oh yeah to use a reference mm-hmm. um and I think that scare zones have become as much a part of the event as the houses mm-hmm. obviously we talked to Justin a couple weeks ago and you know you've got a whole team just working on developing scare, scare zones. zones. Yeah. So I definitely think that they use these as a breeding ground for house ideas down the road. So I think that this is actually kind of a premon. Like we're, we're almost I'm not saying we're Madame Cleo, but <laughs> we could know, be on a couple we, of these. We, we, we could be on a couple. Hopefully, of them. hopefully. I hope so. That's why we put them on the list? I hope so. All right, so let's kick off this list. And this one is going to be kicked off in a uh, really fashion and yes like as a really and really you picked it or yeah i think so they haven't done it before i think the really of i can't believe you picked it so we'll start on our list from the top and we're gonna hit our sound stages first we're gonna go to our sprung tents our parade warehouses the mib tent and the shrek theater we'll let you know what was there at the last event 29 just so you have a frame of reference because i know myself included I'm not so great with all the different studio number names and where they ones, uh, where those ones are at and stuff like that. So let's kick it off with Soundstage 22. This is what housed Ghostbusters at 29. And the scare zone that I'm going to select to put into that area, which we'll probably get the, really? You picked this one reaction? I don't know. Yes, I did. That is 
an arcade. Now, I know that it was a very, I don't want to say basic, because there was a lot to it, but there wasn't much story there. So just for a frame of reference, obviously you've all been through it before, but the description, according to um, the press releases that they put out, it is an 80s-inspired arcade that has taken over the Avenue of the Stars. At first glance, you may think it's a party. However, you quickly learn that game over means a permanent end for you. A gang of neon slashers are out to play, and this one game you won't want to lose. Now, for me, this house, I put it in the soundstage so that way you could kind of build up this ridiculous facade inside, this giant version of what we had at 29 in the Scare Zones, those arcade games. I want those to be almost like pillars. I want those things like 20 feet tall. And the basic gist of the house would be, you know, the whole from the line of you may think it's a party. This would just be back in the 80s, a bunch of high schoolers. It's almost like a little bit from graveyard games where, you know, they're they're partying in the graveyard. This would be 80s a group of teenagers overtook like uh, arcade after hours having a party like a roller skating rink could be arcade could even be like teenagers that work at the arcade yeah yep and they're and they're throwing a party in there the owners don't like it the owners are the ones that are going to be dressed up or you could just do some course some sort of supernatural villain some you know you can tie in some reason to why they're being slashed and dashed by these women in little blonde wigs on on stilts and stuff like that but i think just that whole 80s tech black lights everywhere strobes disco balls laser light projections almost like a tron-esque it's, it's very tron-esque and yeah. i think that that would be a super fun house and it's not going to be your scary scary house it's not going to be your major ip no but this house is going to be that killer clowns that that's just fun to walk through it's enjoyable might not have the biggest weight but it's going to be something that is going to be very talked about as a, a very visual I do house. think it's, it's one of those that I think would be surprisingly popular. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like definitely one where you're kind of like, I'm not too sure. But then when you get there and you go through it, you're like, wow, that one was actually really interesting, really yep. kind of disorienting and pretty wild. Yeah, and I think we talked about it before on one of our, our other mock uh, speculation maps where we just kind of made up stuff. But this would be very a very nostalgic one for me because – you know, we spent a lot of time as a kid growing up, like the roller skating rinks at Roller Kingdom, Roll on America, and stuff like that. So, if you've ever been to those places like that, you know, like the carpets that were in those places where it was like those crazy neon, like 3D design sketches, like the weird right. shapes, the all that stuff. Like, you could have a whole section of the room that was like a laser tag room that you're being hunted, and you can have like the arcade with the ski balls and stuff like that. You could actually have the the actual rink itself and get that like plasticky material. I think there's a lot yeah. of fun stuff that could really be kind of indulged with this. I would probably – you'd keep the chainsaws because the way that they did them was cool. It wasn't just the regular chainsaw. They had like the neon on it and then you had like a neon – you could have a neon saw ring on there as well. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I think visually – for visual and for nostalgia reasons, this house would be super fun to go through. Yeah, I think it's – there's a lot that they can do with it. Um, a lot of different ways you can go with it. They're not really hamstrung to a specific avenue. They can just say, either do more of a traditional 80s arcade, early 90s arcade, or yeah. you could do it, like you said, more of the neon, flashy, Tron-esque style visuals. Yeah. I mean, 
you would have like evil Tron motorcycle riders that try to like you know yeah. attack you. Like there's so many ways you can do it that I think that it would be more interesting than initially given credit for. You could do with something like you're being sucked into an actual game and you're playing through the yeah. game of your life or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like that game show on Nickelodeon. Yeah, when you would, yep, you would jump into the video. It's something like that where you get sucked into. It's kind of like that mixed with Wreck It Ralph, or um. You kind of like get sucked into the game, and you have to play that game that you get sucked into. But that's that. That's the first one that we'll kick it off with. Do you want to go to the next one? Yes, yeah, so the next one is gonna be in the sound. Oh, sorry, the sound stage. Excuse me. I was almost said sound <laughs> sound stage. stage. Sound stage uh, twenty four, where Yeti was. Um, and I think this one is actually really close to Nick's heart. We talked about this, this before. Um, it's definitely a scare zone that I wish I had been able to see uh, if I had gone and seen it. So if they ever brought it back as an actual house, I, I, you know, I would want it to happen yesterday. So um, just picture the picture the scene. It's October 30th, 1931. And you walk through the entrance of the house and you're on a pier and the night sky is shining above you and the stars and there's fog and you smell the distant smell of the sea. If we got a house based on Dead Man's Wharf from HN26, is that right? Yes. Uh, yep. So HN26 back in 2016. Just imagine being able to get the ideas that they were going with in the actual scare zone and build on that story. The story of the scares on itself is that Annabelle Lee is a fishing vessel that was captained by Arthur Wilson. It left harbor and never returned. Um, on that October 30th night, a or no, I'm sorry, uh, on October 30th that night, the fishing vessel left. But you know, now the dock is haunted by the crew and the vessel that was lost at sea. So, I think there's a lot of ways you can do with this. Um, Obviously, reminiscent of the Yeti House, there is that level of temperature yep. that you can mess with. That's why with. I selected that. And not to say that you can't do temperature control in all the houses, but that's why I, I placed no, it over it that Yeti sense. one. At least for a, for a frame of reference, it makes a lot of sense. Yep. And I think that you can do it up where you are almost, it feels like you're walking along an old pier mm-hmm. and do it outside and give sound effects to make it sound like there's water splashing yeah. and waves crashing. You have like you the mist hitting you. The mist. There's so many um, additional senses that you can you can do with a house like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think on top of that, and we've talked about it, and you brought it up in, in our icon episode, that I think that this is also one where they could potentially introduce an icon like you had designed. Yep. Something along those lines. Arthur like, Wilson, the fisherman. Create Arthur Wilson as the new icon yep. or someone else that was in his crew or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And I think you could bring that character in on this particular house. I even think you could you, you could almost do it where like you start walking on the pier, and then eventually, as you come through a certain scene, you see the ghost ship appear, and you walk mm-hmm. onto the ghost ship, and you do all the different characters and the scare actors on um, the ship. Uh, I know that in the scare zone, they were undead fishermen, but it could be more than that too. You could do fishermen, but also do other undead crewmen and that sort of thing yeah. as well so i think there's a lot you can do with this um it's a little more I'm trying to think of the right term it's not as open-ended as the first as, as the anarchy yeah one. this one has i think this is more... very specific yeah but the story is so interesting that i'm surprised they already haven't done anything with it yeah in no. the last five or six years yeah, and if you go back and listen to our collab episode with hhm365 from back last november 
um, we did a create your own icon episode and it could be inspired by HHN folklore. It could be from a past zone or house, or it could be completely up to you. Make up your own story. I chose to create my icon as Arthur Wilson, who would be famed as quote unquote, the fisherman. Um, so I, I definitely think that this scare zone and these characters have a lot of potential. Again, like Seamus hit on the senses, the different senses you can hit. You know, I, I can just imagine walking in and, you know, getting sprayed almost with like a little mist or, you know, mist floating in the air. So it's, it's like you're on the dock Then you can have that sea, that salty smell in the air. You could have some goals like playing over the um, sound speakers. So it's playing on all your senses. And this one actually, and to tie in with Anarcade, this won Scare Zone of the Year in 2016. Yes, Anarcade, it did. Yep. Anarcade won Scare Zone of the Year for 2019. So we're, we're on a little trend here. We're, we're on to something. But I, I think the colors of this Scare Zone were awesome. I think all the different characters were so different that it's, it really stood out. You know, other scare zones, a lot of characters look very similar. These all had very distinct masks and, and hooks and weapons. And you had different barnacles on people. You had starfish on people. You had all kinds of different crew members that looked completely different. So I think that this scare zone could just easily translate into one of the better houses that could um, that could come our way. So for this next one, we have two that I kind of tied together because they weren't necessarily the same, but they're they're in the same kind of world. Um, and that would be going to be taking place in Soundstage 24 as well, but that's going to be where Us was held. So the two that I would be pulling from, I'm going to be pulling from Zombie Graz from HHN20, and I'm going to tie that in with Bayou of Blood from 24 because both of these are you know obviously that new orleans style feel um and and i really you'll find that each one that we've selected are are very distinct they're very different um so let's go through first the zombie gras because that's the older one and we'll kind of touch on that quickly this was in the san francisco this is actually the first scare zone that is located in the san francisco area of the park and the gist of this one is this mardi gras parade has gone severely off course and the undead walk among us Feet don't fail me now. The Mardi Gras parade has gone sever, uh, severely off course, and it's infected by a zombie infestation, and the dead now walk among us. So just by looking at the pictures of this scare zone, it was really you know very New Orleans-esque. You have the jesters. You have all the, the crazy outlandish costumes that you would see down on Bourbon Street. You have all the, that, that deep, rich, royalty purple you have the musical instruments, you have the trumpets, all that kind of stuff. And it's all tied into that New Orleans style area. Now, same with the Bayou of Blood, you're definitely going to get some of that ties as well. But this is more like more voodoo, whereas the Zombie Gras is more Mardi Gras, obviously. The Bayou is more voodoo. So this is kind of deeper Louisiana. So I think combining both would give you that like true New Orleans feel. Yeah, you can almost do it kind of like, I'm not saying take the movie itself, but um, Hatchet was based yep. in Louisiana during Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. So you could take that same idea where like you start off at Mardi Gras and mm-hmm. they could use maybe some of the float stuff that they already use for Mardi Gras and yep. kind of do it up in Halloween scariness. So it feels like you're kind of going into the party, but then like it starts to get weird and then you end up going into like an actual like 
bayou itself. Kind of get, you know, you have a couple drinks, you go with the wrong person. Right. You end up in in voodoo hell. Right, exactly. So you can kind of mix the two and and, and smash them together in a way to make a pretty good house. No, and that's where I... I'm trying to stay away from, like, icons and past stuff. Like, so there is that, like... I I would like to have, like, another icon, like the voodoo king icon that kind of tears up to Terra Queen. You have Terra Queen and the Voodoo King, King. Yeah. where it's your typical like Voodoo outfit, where it's got the the top hat with the skull on it, and you know like having a chain full of like shrunken heads or something like that. That's very, very Voodoo, very New Orleans. I would love to have it there, and I, I stuck it in the Us House because Us showed us last year you have the space to build that tall facade, so you could have a big, big mart. You could almost like put up two big buildings on either side with the balconies. You know, you could have like. You know, characters kind of shouting from the balconies, throwing beads or something like mm-hmm. that, and treat it like you're walking down Bourbon Street. Yeah, that's why I kind of chose that selection. And then, obviously, as you go through the maze, there's plenty of room to to build outwards as well. But unlike the sprung tents and stuff like that, this will give you like a lot. I mean, maybe maybe it's not true, but it it visually just makes it seem like it's a a higher or a taller venue in there. It seems like they can build higher. Um, so that's why I kind of selected. Well, they're sound stages, so they are relatively tall. Yeah. I mean, you can you can put taller buildings in, but then you I mean, all you got to do is build a couple facades that look like yeah. Bourbon Street. Yep. And mm-hmm. you have people up on the second balcony, like mm-hmm. throwing beads and getting yep. sloppy and yeah, and that's you know, how pretending I, to have a party, and then like you'll have like some like like either like voodoo lady or somebody that's kind of like, hey, follow me, and learn check you out down the, the wonders, the wonders of the bayou, or whatever. Like you want to see you. the real New Orleans, like yeah, and that's why. When it'll transition from that cityscape to almost kind of like that Stranger Things one, where it was like almost in the forest, you got right. the big trees, and you can kind of like almost going through like a swamp valley area. You got some gators in there, yeah. and stuff like that. And I, I think that combining these two could be a, a pretty cool. Yeah, because I don't combo. Think, I don't. I don't know if like either one of them on their own would be enough to build like a, a full, a decent house. Yeah. But I think combined together, you could do some kind of cool story and mix it all together. And it doesn't even have to really like involve zombies. It's just more of a Mardi Gras mm-hmm. feel. But I think we just use Zombie Gras because it has that Mardi Gras yeah. um, theme to it. So for the next one that we picked, um, we actually were putting this one in the Stage 25 where Stranger Things was. So it's right around the corner from uh, 24. And we kind of went back and forth with this one. We weren't really sure where to go with it, but I think we we, we went a, f- a little further back than we've than so than we've gone so far. I think this is probably the oldest one we picked so far. Oh yeah, um, it's from 2007. I think we said. Yep. Um, it was uh, event. It was during Carnival of Carnage. Um, not really sure what year that was, what, what, what event number that was, but um, it's called Troop Macabre. I'm sure some of the old school HHN fans know what I'm talking about. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, it looks like some sort of like midway of the bizarre type scare zone, or, or it's actually one. Well, actually, I lied. Hold on, it's one of five parts of that scare zone. That's what actually the scare zone was called. Um, this one was located in the Central Park area of the theme park and it looks like it's kind of like a clown slash mime like warped messed up version of one of those types of midway uh, carnival type events or or entertainers obviously clowns are scary we all know that like clowns are 
a classic. Uh, I think the mime aspect of it's pretty kind. It's pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen other things use like mime style. They're terrifying scares. Yeah, they're terrifying in the, in, in the zone in in in, in haunted houses. Um, so the idea of like scary mimes like pretending to like lock you in boxes and stuff and like you could almost do like a mirror house type effect with that if you wanted you definitely to definitely play with like all of those different little different aspects of like carnival games and stuff like yeah. that like i know it's very very jack-esque coming from like the the, the towny carnival from town to town yeah and you can obviously play rope, with that you could obviously rope jack into the house i mean you know you could you could say like jack is bringing back the troop macabre mm-hmm. as a full you know center stage mm-hmm. big big tent big big top type yeah. event and this was so. a part of that bigger event the carnival of carnage was year uh, that was 17 okay 17 and if, if you look at that like the houses this was a very big very big year this is nightmare on elm street texas chainsaw friday the 13th the mm-hmm. thing yeah you had psychoscarapy dead silence and then you had jack's funhouse so this was like jack kind of bringing everything and it was very much diving into jack's history of that whole carnival running area yeah so this could kind of keep those jack fans happy too yeah it'll throw them, throw them a little a bit of, of fans last week, oh i so. pissed them off too i didn't pick them but this will throw a little bone their way but no i that whole aspect of just the whole dude mimes are just creepy <laughs> just fuck mimes fuck clowns face paint they're terrifying terrifier <laughs> yeah you could almost rope terrifier into it if you really wanted to yeah like just just pick scary clowns from history mm-hmm. and have them do like a macabre like type you know sideshow thing. That's also another scare zone of the year winner. Is it? Yep. Two thousand seven. We picked a theme. That's weird. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this next one. This one I didn't get to experience firsthand, so I'm very excited to kind of dive into it. This one is going to be in the Sprung Tents. So we're jumping over there. This is Sprung Tent number one, and this is where Nightingale's was. And the one we're going to be going for, it's from HHN 21, and this is Seven. Now, Seven, as you could imagine, is playing off of the Seven Deadly Sins. But what's really cool about this this scare zone is it was it was like a living creature. So it evolved overnight. So as the event started, all these... You know the women, the tempers, uh, the temptresses, they all were possessing. You know either gluttony, wrath, greed, envy, sloth, lust, pride. One of the seven deadly sins. And as the night would progress, they would change costumes and make them like m- more evil, more grotesque. More they would kind of morph from like once the sun went down, it would kind of transition them into like from a thing of beauty to this just like pure evil i think this would be i mean obviously i'm a huge fan of the movie i like the movie the set uh seven itself so the fact that this was just called seven was curious that they didn't do any kind of tie-in with the movies and stuff like that but i've always been a fan of the whole seven deadly sins story yeah well there's so much you can do with that um it's again one of those types of things where you can have a lot of different ideas of how to represent those seven deadly sins um, you can be obviously do it in more traditional sense. You could do it in more esoteric sense. I mean, much like the movie was all about like crimes in in relation to of, each of yeah. those sins. This one seems like it's more mystical. Mm-hmm. Um, e- either way is is great. It's just probably done 
because they wanted to do something with the movie or something along those lines, but maybe they just couldn't for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and they didn't want to like straight up copy the idea either. Yeah. Um, so I think the way they did it was pretty interesting. I would rather them kind of try to stay original with it rather yeah. than do what the movie was. Mm-hmm. Although I like the movies. I mean, obviously yeah, I'm a fan of the movie. They but could definitely take some from the movie, but I, I'm with you. I'd like to see their original spin on it. And what's cool is each sin had their own color. So mm-hmm. we'll, gluttony was purple, sloth was blue, greed was gold, mm-hmm. envy was green, wrath was black, lust was red, and pink uh, is for pride. So I, I'm not sure if I would want to do each like room in the house a different sin like you're walking through i would do like set like seven rooms each room is a different one or if you'd want to like mix match the characters in there i think your best bet would be one through each i mean i like the idea of one sin each room and each room is a color palette based on the color that was used yep um you could almost make wrath be the last one even Mm -hmm. though it may not be the last in in the order yeah but have one room be almost pitch black yeah i don't know what the legality of that is i know Mm -hmm. with some haunted attractions they do like blackout events yeah. i don't know what it's like for hhn but um you could almost do that like one of the rooms be almost black like yeah like pitch just, black just out yep and then have all the other rooms be like some sort of color shading to represent whatever sin it is yeah and you can kind of just set the scene based on each sin and it's fine too they did so like in the scare zone itself in the daytime they would play the beautiful people by scal and Clancy brothers and then mm-hmm. by nightfall, they would play the Marilyn Manson version. So it was like it would heavier. That's cool. More evil. So like, I think just playing with that, having each room be its own sin, you have a strict color palette that you have to work with, and then you have the transition from when you get into the room, you know, the sin is, is pretty easy going, doesn't seem too bad. And then as you progress, it gets worse and worse and worse, and the characters become, you know, scarier, scarier, scarier. Yeah. And then... Once you get through that, you go, you start over with a new sin. So that's where I think that could fit in. And again, woohoo, scare zone of the year, 2011. We're, <laughs> we're, on, we're on a roll here. So we have another one where we kind of mixed every, like not mixed, but we combined a couple. Mashed a couple. Uh, we feel like that it, it wouldn't be, I don't want to say fair, but like it wouldn't, it would make more sense, give us more room to play with the idea if you mixed a couple of these together. So we started with, Masquerade Unstitched from 24. Um, this house was, uh, this scare zone, excuse me, was an original idea. It's all based around a masquerade ball where obviously it's, you know, reveals to be a lot more macabre and, you know, scarier and horror. And, you know, what's, what's beneath the mask is actually a lot scarier than what you expect. Um, but we decided to mix that with a couple of them. Um, one being the fa- I'm sorry I forget the name of it from 29 the vanity ball vanity ball from 9 uh, 29 which kind of has that same idea where it's not necessarily a masquerade ball but it's a whole you know runway so you could almost mm-hmm. do a house where you could do different types of balls more or less mm-hmm. like masquerade ball vanity ball and other types of things and use ideas from these scare zones to build the to build the rooms out and it could almost even be like kind of a mix of like you know scary dance studio from something like you mm-hmm. know from like um yeah uh, forget the name of the movie but um have it where you know you're walking through and you know you've got 
I don't want to say I, I don't I don't, don't want to keep using undead scare actors, but mm. you can use like evil, <laughs> like evil demented. Dance. I would yeah. The way I would tie these in is you know with the tie-in from the masquerade on Stitch is like you have this big party, this masquerade ball that you need to go to, and, and unbeknownst to the people attending it, Vanity Ball ties in. So Vanity Ball is going to take that surgical aspect where like it's run by these you know corrupt doctors where like. And they they're stitching people up in there, and that's why the the masquerade is there to kind of cover up people's. That's a good point. Yeah, def, like deformities, and and that's where the whole like medical aspect of Vanity Ball comes in, because that's really what it was. It was like these really elaborate dresses, costumes. It was like a, a fashion show, but it's gonna be kind of a fashion show masquerade ball for the tormented, for the 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 Frankensteins, if you will, right of, of whatever doctor is putting on this ball. So it's going to be kind of like a black market underground kind of thing. Like, like, like a hostel, Mm -hmm. like where, you know, it's a real rich event. This would be for the rich to kind of, you know, get out their demons or whatever. They can kind of pay to create their own, like it's a cool idea. Ball dancer, you know, party guests, what have you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, Cause you can almost do it. Like, you give it like that nine inch nails esoteric type of yeah gory like, this is gonna be weird heavy, gory gore. heavy technical um industrialized music um and mm-hmm. the, just that just that um environment so like you have a lot of that type of almost like the rob zombie scare zone where it was very loud yeah. very in your face heavy, yep and like you know, you, you utilize a lot of flashing lights and motion and sound mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So yeah, and we put that one in the sprung tent too, where depths of fear is. Um, I put it there just because it would be kind of a, a closer. I remember depths of fear being a pretty closed-in area with it being a sprung yeah, tent. Yeah, you, you can want only it to be somewhat so claustrophobic, I yeah. guess. I mean, a lot of them want to be claustrophobic, but like you don't need as many tall set pieces for something. Yeah, like this. this one is very. This one's gonna be very costume heavy, so. The, the the buildings, the facade, what have you, doesn't have to be necessarily the focal point. This is going to be the just the crazy costume designs, much like what they had last year for Vanity Ball. That's we're going with those designs right. again. Next up is one of your favorites. Yes, this is one. This is my favorite scare zones of the ones I've seen. <laughs> yeah, this one we're going to be putting over into we're now reaching over into the parade warehouse now this is where graveyard games was and i picked this one because as graveyard games showed us there's also plenty of room to play in in those areas so you can build up a a pretty big facade you can build a lot of turns and twists and you can you can make it claustrophobic and then you can open it right back up into another room and for that area we're going to be going into vikings undead from 29 yeah we need a lot of space because i want like a big big undead viking ship yeah this thing needs to be yeah like crashed ships yeah yeah. catapults Mm -hmm. you know half torn down like you know villages on fire completely just pillaged so Mm -hmm. the description on this one is we're all familiar with brutal viking warriors it's terrifying enough thinking about facing them alive now picture facing them as the undead i want like an i'm sorry i'm gonna Uh cut you off i know you're reading the description but I want an undead Thor eating. Oh like, yeah, like like eating some Loki from the throat, or like yeah, and like like drinking meat out of a out of a bone cup yeah. or something like that, and just laughing at you as you walk by. Like we just said, like the last one that we would do, the Vanity Ball slash Unstitched would be like gory. 
I don't think gory was the correct word. It, was, it, it would be more grotesque. Whereas Vikings yes, Undead yeah. would be it's gore. gore. Just over the gore. top blood. And it's not going to be blood that's like scary. It's just going to be so no, over, be over the, the top. top. Like, ridiculous. Because the Viking society was over the top yeah. in a way. Just blood dripping down in the beard. You know, just ripping flesh over your body. You right. This, there doesn't need to be a, a real big story. I guess the basic story would be essentially if you were put into a village that they're attacking. Or and I, you're trying I, to get out of it. I honestly think it should be just post-attack. Or you're like, just trying you, to get you, out of the... Yeah, you're getting there. You, you, almost like you're trying to escape the village that they're that, that they're attacking. Yep. And like that's like, like the end scene. You have like, you know... You know that you actually couldn't have won because they have gods on their side. Yeah. And then you have just like messed up, you know, evil. Yeah. Th- this <laughs> is this is something that I could very well see being a house in the future, and I hope it does because this is, if you go back and look at the pictures, it's not just like a very boring Viking no, character. No, this, this is a fun. There's scare like, zone. Wi- you know, they got like wizards. They look like orcs. They got you know tree group people. There's a lot more to it than just yeah. You get a Viking. For the stilt walkers. There's, yeah, the stilt walker that looked like Groot. Like, and then you also have just the cool badass like the the Viking metal helmets with just the braided beard sticking out. Yep. You got the girls with like the real tight braids. But yeah, th- this is you're gonna need a lot of space to play with these these items that we're gonna be getting. Yeah, from and this you can one. do like just like even with this one, you can, there's a lot of sounds you can do with this one. You can mm-hmm. do like Viking style music, like haunting Chance, st- stuff like yeah, like haunting music and that sort of thing. You can have you know uh, play with like, the, like we we talk about cold with Dead Man's Wharf. Mm-hmm. Play with heat, heat on this one. Yep. yep. Um, have suit like like have simulated bonfires going, people mm-hmm. being burned. Um, have a funeral pyre mm-hmm. maybe at the end of it or something like that. Yeah, launching. Well, like launching a flaming arrow. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with this, and I think that it would make a lot. Uh, it would make pretty. It would make a pretty fun, you know, big idea. sacrificial like ending. The king and queen coming out, and you know, almost like uh, almost like terrifier, just like slicing the body down the middle, just over the top, grotesque. Play with blood. Play with a lot of it. That's gonna be the gore house. Yeah. So. I've already lost track of what of what number we're on, but <laughs> this one is gonna be where Universal Monsters was, which is the second parade warehouse, and this one we're reaching we're reaching pretty far back for this one too, um, not as far back as Macabre one, but this one is going to be War of the Living Dead from Halloween Horror Nights 19 back in 2009. 2009 just 2009 <laughs> 2009 I'm forgetting losing track I, mean, I don't know how you say the years anymore yep. but um this one's going to be kind of, this one will be kind of interesting um it, it's loosely based on the movie Dead Snow um at least according to various sources I don't know how based it is on it because I didn't see it but it is allied zombies fighting nazi zombies <laughs> so, war zombies got to love it yeah i mean zombies are played out but we haven't got a nazi zombie house Uh, now granted i don't know how much they could get away with now yeah it's kind of like 21 it's like the indiana jones nazis where it's like it's it's not the logo but it's the colors so it's you know but you don't know over the top and 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 goofy and Mm -hmm. almost be that like jojo rabbit that that movie that uh taiki watiti just made it almost has to be like the fun, not to say that <laughs> the it, fun Nazis. Well, I mean, like the funny house. But the, yes, the, no, the, yeah, the levity house. Yes, which, like this is ridiculous because it's it is. We all know it's insane. Yeah, 
but that's what makes it so much fun. It's such an outrageous concept that, like, and that's why it works. This yeah, was and I, and super popular. Honestly, I would just want, like, recreations of World War II battles, but done with zombies. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> right? No, I mean, it's... Have, like, a big open, like, snow area, a covered, like, field, and just have, like, zombies fighting each other. Yeah, no, and this... With it being, you know, the whole War of the Living Dead and stuff like that, there's there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of set pieces that you can play with based on the fact that it is a war, um, a war-style uh, house versus just zombies. You know, it's not just zombies eating people. So you can play with tanks, you can play with bunkers, you can play with machine mm-hmm. guns, you can play with, like, an actual, like, army of zombies. You can play with the truckloads. Planes, I'm imagining barracks, like a scene where like you sandbags. walk through and you got like a, a squad of actual humans fighting back and they're like get out of here yeah. get out of here and, they, and they're using like the, the, the pop guns and they're like firing at the zombies yeah, and stuff it's like, just, there's a lot of things you could do with you it could, there's a lot of like wartime set pieces that you could design to make this house as successful as it was as a scare zone because again scare zone of the year award winner in 2009 war of the living dead Another another scare zone of the scare year. zone of the year. It's almost like these were meant to be houses. <laughs> they they were. I think unfortunately the time has passed on War of the Living Dead. I think yeah, if I think it would have been, we're not going to get that. Yeah, I think it's been long enough. I think it would have at this point. But well, man, zombies are so played out now. Yeah, but in the, and that's why I kind of like I kind of like this where it's it's not just zombies. You know, we had Zombie Land and like it was fun, I guess, but like. At the end of the day, it's just zombies. I need more than just zombies. Right. I need Nazi zombies, or you know, like <laughs> yeah. more zombies, more zombies, you know, like army zombies, Viking zombies, like we just, you know, it's, I need, I need Armies. a different style of just zombie because it is outplayed. It's a trope at this point, and it's just there's not much to play with. Where it's if it's zombies overtook a city, okay, cool. I've right, well, been we've there, seen done that. The Walking Dead. That's a thing now, and that's been in multiple HHNs so it's like it's hard to be like let's do another zombie property but this would be kind of funny because it would just be over the top ridiculous and it wouldn't be necessarily like super serious yeah alright so this next one second to last one this one is going to be in the MIB tent which housed the house of a thousand corpses house last year now this one I'm going to absolutely butcher the name but it is the Escoleto Muerte House. This was the scare zone from Horror Nights 20 Years of Fear, so HHN 20. And this is going to be very like Day of the Dead, very colorful, neons everywhere. It's just, this is another house that I chose more for the potential of cool visuals than it was for actual story. Because the story on this is is, is basically the day of the dead party has gone wrong and the skeleton statues have come to life. So pretty much just think of like when Coco takes his trip to the, the world of skeletons, but a lot, scarier. if they were all trying to kill him, right. Rather than <laughs> just like, save him. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. But like, man, if you go back and look at pictures of these, like the costumes are just same thing with like, this reminds me of an arcade. Yeah. Visually, this one would be really stunning. Um, you could play with a lot of, um, fluorescent paint type stuff that's yep the costumes would be unbelievable um the even the effects and some of the set pieces would be really cool mm-hmm. um like you could do up a very you could do up a almost like graveyard games do up like a 
a monument to somebody's family with the pictures and everything and the candles else. Candles everywhere. And then as you kind of walk through it, you start getting more of the, you know, obviously the 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 skeletons and stuff. But rather than like being welcomed in the land of the dead, mm -hmm. they want you out of the land of the dead. So yep. they're gonna do everything they can to either kill you mm -hmm. or you have to try to escape. But there's a lot of fun things to do. I mean, obviously these events are very like music driven, mm -hmm. so you can have a lot of cool musical cues in there. Yep. And man, I just can't get over the opportunities that present itself with this property to do just the giant neon skeletons. This I just I, I love that Mexican drawing, it's like that style of drawing for like the yeah the sugar skulls, this mm -hmm. you know the scorpion skeletons, the you know the, the skulls and top hats stuff like that. It's just and then when you get the actual characters, you could choose to have them as in like skeleton costume or that just that straight up like all different designed of like the black and white skeleton face I mean, paint you do, and stuff yeah, like so that. You do a lot of face paint with this one and mm -hmm. not unless like like actual like costuming like, like like not costuming but I mean like latex costuming like yep. like less that and more just unique um, cultural costuming that I think would work really well. Um, the costume suit they have like a lot of like little mariachi like hats and like sombreros but they're all like done up with like little neon circles all over like you know it's it's it pops so it's gonna be a very black light heavy yeah it's almost like a pop art yep day of the dead type thing no so because it would work with like the the black lighting and the, and the various like lighting you do in the yeah. houses so this one is is what i'd be in for and and the english translation of ugh, i'm gonna try it again escueto <laughs> muerte means dead skeleton there you so, go. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce sure. it. Sure, that's that's about that's as best that's the best I can do on the name for that one. We play. I apologize for that one, but I yeah, I, I, I my my Spanish is uh is pretty much non-existent. Yeah, I would say mine doesn't exist. No. I can't speak Spanish. There's, there's the whole. I wish I could. The whole rolling the R thing. The I well, I, can I could that. never pull that. I can do that. Yeah, no, that never happened. <laughs> that's all I got for you. All right, want to finish off this last, last one? Scare zone to be a house. Now we another one we fan favorite. I think this yeah, one will so be. Yeah, so this one um, is another combo because it's a, an original and then a sequel to the original. I actually think going back and looking at them again, I think that the house could almost be a sequel itself, mm -hmm. and Just, not necessarily be the two that we selected. But yeah. I think following the same line. And so, I'm good on either of these. Combos. So we're going with Vamp 55 and Vamp 85 New Year's Eve. So obviously they're both based around vampires um, attacking some small town event. Uh, 55 being a homecoming parade, 85 being New Year's Eve in 1985, um, all having to do with vampires. And obviously they were a way for them to go crazy with the idea of vampires and mixed with the culture of the decades that they picked. So mm -hmm. 55, very greaser, very pup, I don't know, yeah, sheep, I don't know what you call them, but the skirts, the the, the, the girls would wear oh, at the time. Oh, God, very, what are they called? The, um, the, the something skirt, but um, hoop skirts or something like that. Yeah. But it's very, like, very, very um, grease, but, like, horror grease. Yep. Um, and then, of course, 85 being the 80s and the 80s being the height of horror and you really kind of like you got your MJ's yeah, Freddie mean, Mercury's yeah I mean 85 Vamp 85 was kind of so just like it, like 85 was such a perfect era to do Halloween or horror because it's just it's just it's just the king of, of, of horror eras but my idea was rather than revisit those two decades for the house mm -hmm. I think we do Vamp 95 
and a- you eighteen ninety five, right? No, no, like nineteen ninety five. I mean, you could, you, you could do like yeah, I mean, you could do like horror. You could do like vampires back in the old west. That would be really. That's actually I mean, not a bad idea. Yeah, it's a really maybe. cool idea. Yeah. Um, but I also think doing nineteen ninety five would be cool too. Yep. Um, because obviously nineties retro is a big thing now. You got Backstreet Boys, in sync, Britney I'm tired Spears. Of my children like pretend like acting like the nineties are like vintage. Cause yeah. Like, God I, damn it, it's not vintage yet. I remember I, that. Shut I up. refuse for it to be vintage, at least not yet. Um, but I think that it would be popular enough to bring back the same type of thing. You take cultural icons from that era and make it vampire. Yep. Um, I think that'd be really kind of cool. You have, like, backstreet, like, boy band vampires. Yep. You yep. have... Um, Another throwback to one of our uh, mock events where we did the mock 90s event. Yeah. We did... The Zomboys. Zomboys, but as this a, one's vampires, not zombies. Yeah. But yeah, same idea. Yep. So that's just that's just one thing. You could do like that. You could do like Britney Spears. You could make fun of like Celine could, Dion was yeah, she a big nine. You could parody Nickelodeon. You could parody a lot of the, the the music of the era. I think you could parody like Friends, like the Bulls. Yep, the Bulls, Friends, but like, but like Attitude Era from wrestling. Yeah, there's so many ways you could do Nickelodeon. You got to have a whole right, thing exactly. of Nickelodeon. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. So I mean, there's a lot of ways you can make that work, and I think it would be really fun. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the same, like follow the same line. It could be something completely different. Um, not New Year's Eve, not uh, Homecoming Parade. It yeah. could be something completely different. It could be like a shopping mall. I would, yeah. You could almost like base it, like base it in a shopping mall. I would do either something like that where a shopping mall gets taken over, or I would set it present day and have it be like a retro '90s party, and um, vampires yeah. from the '90s show up. Just like you were mentioning, you're like, shut up, you're not. This isn't retro. I'm not. Right. No, I remember this. Yeah. They show up to like kill all the people that are like, ooh, this is so '90s, and it's like not. But like, like we're, go we're ahead, Gen, Gen Z taking everything yeah. that we like, we held dear. So they're like, they leave the millennials alone. They take it over, and they're like, "Fuck you! This is our era. Get out." Either of those, I'd be, I, I, I'd take part of because. But I want, I want, um, like '90s music parodied with vampire lyrics. Yeah. Or have a vampire band like wearing like Nirvana gear, but be oh, vampires. Be good. Would be awesome. But no, Vamp '85, Vamp '55 were both proven to be extremely popular and i had so much fun walking through 85 and it's just a fun well it's 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 fun little thing it it is really fun to take retro culture stuff and rework it into something else so parody it as like horror like this is obviously vampire so that makes it really fun because you recognize things and you go oh look at that it's so and so or it's that's this and that's that which definitely makes it popular so i think that you could totally do something like that i mean if you wanted to do a Vamp 55, Vamp 85 house, I'm mm-hmm. totally down. Um, but I really think I like, almost do like a different era. I'd rather take the Vamp blah, 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 like series and run with it like that. I would go 95. Or even 2005. I mean, that that was Christ. That's, that was over 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, either one. Well, almost 10 years either ago. Either one, I'm cool. I think, that, I think 85 is so different from 95 that like you could get away with just a 10-year stretch. As opposed to the fifty-five to eighty-five being yeah, thirty, yeah. I think ninety-five would be distinct enough that we could run with it. So I would, I would stick on that one. I'd go ninety-five and just reimagine yeah. this scare zone into say, a house. There is something to be said about doing like a vampire cowboy western <laughs> and call it vamp. We might have to eighteen ninety-five, eighteen ninety-five, eighteen eighty-five. You from around these parts here? That would be really kind of. Be, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> Was there a movie like Cowboys? Oh, Cowboys versus Aliens, like Cowboys versus uh, Vampires. But I mean, same idea though. Yeah, you could totally do like a 
like an okay corral style shootout with vampires. <laughs> yeah. I want you to draw your guns. Yeah, seriously. Ah. Meet you on at, at high noon. I mean high midnight because I cannot be outside. We cannot. We cannot draw at noon. We, no duels after. <laughs> no, no duels, duels in the in the daytime. My terrible uh, vampire. Oh, yeah, they're awful. <laughs> I want. I'm not here for vampire mind. impersonations. I'm not see what do you want yeah. from me? <laughs> Speaking of vampires, what we do in the shadows season three drops September third. Never watched that show. Oh, you are. I heard I have to watch you it. You need to, and you should watch the movie too. It's a British comedy, right? Uh, it was so originally it was a movie from Taika Waititi. Okay, so this was, was one of his first oh, ones in so New no, Zealand. It, was, it wasn't British. It was New Zealand. New Zealand. It was New Zealand. Okay, and then they did a TV I knew it was show. Not America. That is just. Pretty much the same. I heard it's style. Awesome. Yeah, I heard same it's really style funny. comedy. It's great. You gotta what check is, it out. What is it on? Hulu. All right, it's I'll on check Hulu. It out it's on then. FX. I'll check it out. Well, that wraps up our speculation map. Lots of cool stuff in there. Should we run through it again real quick? Just the uh, shoot off the uh, names. Or, yeah, if you nah, want to shoot sure. them off real quick. All right, we'll go quickly. So, Soundstage Twenty Two is going to be An Arcade. Soundstage Twenty Four is going to be Dead Man's Wharf. Soundstage Twenty Four is going to be Bayou of Blood slash Zombie Graz. Soundstage 25 is going to be the Troop Macabre. Sprung Tent number 1 is going to be 7. Sprung Tent 2 is going to be Masquerade Unstitched slash Vanity Ball. The Parade Warehouse is going to be Vikings Undead. The second Parade Warehouse is going to be War of the Living Dead. The MIB Tent is going to be Escuelito Muerto. That's Muerte. Pretty, that was better than before. Yeah, I messed it up, though. <laughs> and the Shrek Theater to Polish Off is going to be Vamp 95. So that is our spec map based off of scare zones that need to be houses and they needed to be them yesterday yeah that was fun i mean there were others that i think we could have put on the list yes but there are just so many scare zones that there was there that, yeah that, that, that tied into other i tried to do stuff that wasn't tied in um you know like the asylum in wonderland was a, a, a really cool it was like alice in wonderland yeah but that was uh that was a they had a house it had a house already like a sequel house and then there was the schoolhouse, which was a really cool scare zone from 18. But that was a sequel to a previous house, the school from 2005. So there was there was a handful of like really good ones that were obviously so good that they did either a sequel house or they came from a house. I tried not to tie two into icons because, you know, we've gotten that in the past and we'll, we'll get that again. Yeah, we got a few responses on social media too and like obviously a lot of the favorite scare zones that were houses like yeah trick-or-treat was brought up yeah and trick-or-treat obviously you know that's an awesome property it was an awesome scare zone yeah. awesome house i just wish i had had a chance to see yeah. it it's hard to find ips as scare zones that weren't houses right I, I i had i'm not looking at a list at all but like you know just off the top like killer clowns was a scare zone and the then purge. it became a house purge was a scare zone it was also a house walking dead house um, you know, Chucky, I believe, was in a house at one point. Um, trick or treat, basically house, any slasher. You know, like in the they 80s. go, they go. <laughs> yeah, all, all the slashers have had their own houses. So, like, anytime there's a, a strong IP, it generally will evolve into a house at some yeah. point. Yeah, and I, I think the list we put together is pretty good. I mean, there's there's a few. There's a, there were a couple in here that I'm like, I'm really surprised they haven't done anything with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's just they're all very distinctly different, which is what I really wanted to stick with. All right, guys. Well, HHN at home. We don't want to hold you up too much. I know it's already yeah, uh, fun. 10.30 or so if you're listening. We kind of stretched it for an hour. But thank you so much for checking out Fear and Beer early in the morning. Don't forget to enter our contest. All you have to do for that is screenshot our Public page and post it on your social medias and tag us. So what we, we can track it. 
And if you purchase a shirt, that'll get you five entries. So please, 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 thank you so much for supporting us over this past year. Any new listeners that found us through the Agent at Home event today, welcome. Welcome. So glad to Join have the club. You. Um, check out and, our merch. I know you just found yeah. us, but shit, check it out. Pretty cool. I mean, find, find us on our socials, and uh, please support and show some love to all the other uh, creators that are creating stuff for today's event. Yeah. Um, it's awesome, again, and once more, thank you, HHN Nightmares. Yeah, honor and a privilege to be here with y'all. Uh, one thing I do want to shout out, thank you very much, good friend and lover of Horror Nights. If you are a wrestling fan, he's been seen on AEW. Goes by the name Ryzen. He actually designed one of our t-shirts for us. So you can pick that out on our T Public page. Like I said, they're on sale. 14 bucks. Get it now while you can, because it's gonna go up on Monday, I think. Sale ends after Sunday or so. Check us out next week. We are gonna be bringing you a killer reviews. And this is gonna be the first time we're gonna do a killer reviews of, of a, a new movie, movie that is in theaters. Relatively new movie. Yeah. By the time you hear it. It will still be fairly new. We are going to be checking out The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Just released in theaters yesterday. On Friday? Friday, because we're recording Thursday. This is releasing on Saturday. It yes, comes so out on recording. Friday. It comes out tomorrow. It comes but out. For you, it was already been out Tomorrow, but yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be checking that out. So you may have already out. all seen it already. Yep. But so we're we going to be checking that out. I'm very excited. Big fan of The Conjuring franchise. So check us out. We release all of our episodes on Fridays, unless HHN at home happens and it's on a Saturday. Until next time, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. Happy haunts. This is cursed. Cursed. It's for the death cursed. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a dad with one good scare. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check them out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.